Welcome to this New Life Podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. Well, welcome to Sunday at New Life. We're so glad to have you with us online. We're not having services in the building yet. Uh, I believe very, very soon. As I was driving up to the church today, which I have every Sunday as we've come in to film, to be online with you, it's always a little sad when I uh, look and I don't see the cars parked all around, parking lot's not full, and you come into an empty building. And as I was looking at that today, I just began to think, you know, there's a, void, there's a verse that came up on the inside of me where the Apostle Paul writes, and he says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. The things which we see are temporary. The things which we do not see are eternal. And when Paul said the things which we see are temporary, that means subject to change. And so as I've been walking around today and just, I think there's, just very few people in here that are just responsible for the recording this morning. I'm declaring all day, well, all morning, subject to change, temporary, temporary, temporary. It's going to change. Because you see, my faith is not based on what I see. It's not based on the immediate circumstances and situations. My faith is based on God's Word and what I do not see. And what I do not see has the power to change what I presently see. So don't allow what you presently see or feel to dictate to you this is your new normal. No, my normal will be determined by God's eternal word. So maybe you might need to speak to your situation. You not you might need to look at your wallet. You might need to even talk to your body which is not feeling good or your emotions or your mind that's challenging you and just declare right now, temporary, temporary subject to change my reality is determined by the truth of god's word what heaven has to say about my situation not the present circumstances on earth well i look not at the things which you see i i acknowledge them yeah i can see what's there i can feel what's there but my reality and my faith is based on things beyond the physical, beyond the normal, beyond the natural. See, when you go beyond the natural, you get to the supernatural. And that's what your faith is in, a supernatural God, a supernatural Jesus who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, who knows no limitations or boundaries. And so what a great way to start off our morning. Uh, considering the days that we are living in, uh, Sister Shadi and I are going to be sharing uh, this message today, and we're going to call it Now Faith and By Faith. And so I believe everybody needs to be encouraged in their faith. And considering the days that we are living in, the challenges that we're facing, understanding faith is really of the utmost importance. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 in the Amplified says this, for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing persistent faith. Continuing and persistent. 
Yes, you exercise faith when you believe that Jesus is Lord of your life, but that faith that you exercise to receive him into your life, we need a continuous, persistent faith that didn't believe just one time. No, we believe day by day by day by day. In fact, the Bible says we live by faith, we walk by faith, we are saved by faith, we become righteous through faith. Romans 5.1 says we are justified through faith. So I think it's important that we realize that faith is an, integ an integral part of our lives. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, yeah, you guys, you can relax because I'm just going to go on. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses." Now, there wouldn't be a fight to faith if there weren't any enemies of faith or challenges to your faith. There is a fight to faith. Well, and the thing is, is faith is not this works of the flesh, but it is a trusting and a standing in your heart. And it's, it leads you into a rest. It's, amaz it's, it's an amazing thing that a fight of faith actually leads you to a place of peace and rest. It's not an ignoring of the situation or the circumstance or the problem, but it is the acknowledging and the trusting and relying upon one who is greater than that problem or situation. Faith is not ignoring what's going on. It is the acknowledging of the one who is greater. Uh, the enemies of faith are not what most people think because they're not all in the natural realm like doubt, reason, and fear. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why it's important for you to be in life groups. That's why it's important that you're with us today is because every time you hear the word of God, faith continues to be imparted into your heart and continues to renew your mind and it causes your hope to be alive. The greatest hindrance to faith, really, in your life is a lack of knowledge. All the enemies of faith are going to be connected in some way with our lack of knowledge of God's word. In fact, in the Old Testament, it says, uh, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because what you are unaware of, what you are uninformed of, you will not believe in. And where you hear causes you to believe, and when you believe, you can cry out. And so the more knowledge you have, the more awareness you have of God's word, faith gets built. You become aware of what rightfully belongs to you. Now, I want to go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and uh, I'm going to just take a few minutes to share some things with you here. Hebrews 11, verse 1, in the Amplified, because it's important to understand what faith is. So I'm just going to begin trying to give a little bit of a definition and understanding of the value of what faith is here to do in your life. Faith is the assurance, the title deed the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed. Where does the guarantee come from? Well, it comes from above, not by man, 
Because whoever makes the promise is responsible to bring it to pass. Well, we didn't make the promises. We received the promises. God is the one who made the promise. So it says, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their, their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. That's worth owning an Amplified Bible right there. Or Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplified Classic says it this way. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things that we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. That means your faith where you believe is the proof of the things you do not yet see. It is a conviction that they're real, though you don't see it yet, it is the conviction that they're real. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. One of the things that you'll find when, when you read on prayer in the New Testament, you will see so many times as you read on prayer that you will find rejoicing and thanksgiving with it. Why do we see rejoicing and thanksgiving together with prayer? Well, because when you pray according to the will of God, in fact, let me, let me give you a verse here. 1 John 5, 14 says this, this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan. Of course, when you pray, you're not just praying crazy things out of your head. You're not trying to convince God, twist God's arm, or talk him into something. God is not responsible to bring something to pass in your life that is contrary to his will, plan, purpose, or that is immoral or ungodly. So that's just not going to happen. You're just wasting your time talking. When you pray, you need to pray according to his will. We're not trying to convince him. We're not trying to persuade him. And we're not begging him. We're just saying, hey, Dad, these are the things that you've said. These are the things I have become aware of in your will. So as a son, as a daughter, I'm just coming to my father and say, this is what you said belongs to me through the covenant. And I'm in agreement with you. Let's see this come to pass in my life, in my situation, in my home, in my body, in my business, with my kids, in my church, in my city in the present days in which I live. If we make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and he hears us. And if, since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know, settled, and have absolute knowledge that we have granted us as present possession the request made of him. says, so, so we know we're settled and we have absolute knowledge that it's been given and it's ours. Okay, it's mine. Well, but I don't see it yet. 
See, faith is not for the things that you see. Faith is for the things you don't see. If you can see it, you don't need faith. You know, while you and I are alive on planet Earth, we, we live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. When we get to heaven, we will walk by sight and not by faith. I don't need faith for, to believe in Jesus when I don't see him. But listen, I believe to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I believe that heaven is real. I believe there is a throne. I believe in all these things, and I've never seen one of them. And what is that? What makes that real in my life? Do you think about it? Some of you are being challenged right now to believe in things that you don't yet see, yet you already believe in some of the craziest things possible. Why do we want to limit God to say, well, I'll believe it when I see it? No, no, no. Thomas said, unless I see, I will not believe. Well, Jesus, later on when he approached him and said, he said, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Faith is to believe that what God's word says and every promise that it belongs to you and when you pray and as you begin to declare, begin to give thanks and take possession of it by faith because faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Faith is the invisible arm that reaches into the other realm and grabs hold of what God says belongs to you. You lay hold of it and you begin to pull it into your, into your life. When you look in the New Testament where people touched Jesus, there was a voice that cried out and there was a hand that reached out. Your faith as you begin to pray, as you begin to declare God's word, is that voice that cries out, it is that hand that reaches out to touch him and to lay hold of that which he says belongs to you, which he has provided on your behalf. That's why in so many verses, as I said, you will find uh, rejoicing and thanksgiving connected with prayer, that when we pray according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have, we have, we have, it's ours. You know, as I was preparing for this, I was just walking around the house yesterday because I've been praying for a lot of things. I've been praying for a lot of things. And, and, and it just hit me. This verse just, I just got confronted with my own message. I, I, because the things I've been praying for, I believe they're the will of God because I can take the word of God and, and, and because my prayers are based on his word. So, so what I did uh, yesterday afternoon and last night, it hit me again. I just began to walk around the house. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you. It's mine. It's mine. See, I don't see it yet, but faith tells me that I perceive as real what's not yet revealed to the physical senses. It's easy to rejoice when you see it. It takes faith to rejoice before you do. I mean, if, I was, if you were here today and I said, listen, as soon as I'm done preaching... I'm going to go ahead and bless you with 10,000 pesos. Would you be happy? Yeah, I believe you would. Why? Well, because even though I'm not God, you trust me for 10,000. Now, if I said I'm going to bless you with a billion, you'd think, eh, well, I don't, I don't know about that. Because that's way beyond my ability. But I do have the ability to give 10,000. So from the time that I gave you my word until the time you got the 10,000, you'd have an expectation. You'd be happy because you believe it's yours. You don't see it yet, but you have this confidence assurance. So you're already happy before it's seen. 
Faith causes a rejoicing and a thanksgiving because even though you don't see it yet, the Bible says it's yours. Faith is the ability to see beyond the visible, hear beyond the audible, and to touch beyond the physical and the tangible. It's the voice of Bartimaeus crying out. It's the hand of the woman with the issue of blood reaching out. Now faith is. There's ever an opportunity to exercise our faith, it's now. There's ever a time to believe God when situations and circumstances, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially surround us, to begin to believe and thank God and lay hold of that and cause a celebration and a thanksgiving to begin to rise up on the inside of you where God's word declares, this is yours, this is yours, and you lay hold of that, it's now. Verse 2, Hebrews 11, verse 2. For by this kind of faith, men of old gain divine approval. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, as you'll see it when Sister Shadi comes up, it is a list of men and women from generation to generation to generation where amazing, phenomenal things were accomplished. Verse 2 in the Amplified Classic. For by faith, trust, and holy fervor, born of faith, Men of old had a divine testimony born to them, to them and obtained a good report. I want to share this with you today that by faith, trust and holy fervor born of faith. In other words, that there was a passion, there was a continuance, there's an endurance. Men of old, not just men of old, but men of today. If it worked for them, it'll work for you. That you will also have a divine testimony born to you, and you obtain a good report. The Bible isn't just giving us a history lesson about what was done in the past because it is based on a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it then, he'll do it today. What he's doing today, he will continue to do tomorrow. And then verse 3, I love verse 3. By faith, this is in the Amplified Classic, by faith, that is, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence. This is so good. An inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. What are you believing in? In the power, the wisdom, and the goodness of God, we understand that the world's universe, the ages were framed, created, formed, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that which is seen was not made out of things which are visible. In other words, that which is seen, the things which are happening now are coming from a different realm. By faith, we understand. And we have an inherent, inherent trust. I, I pray that every one of you, that you have a trust and an enduring confidence. Do not allow COVID to steal your faith. Do not allow government restrictions and challenges and everything that's going on. And I know there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of sadness families are having to deal with. Do not allow it to steal your confidence in the power, the wisdom, and the goodness of God. When it says we understand that the worlds were framed... That word worlds, it's not a creation verse. It's not talking about creating the sun, the stars, and the moon. It means a certain period of time. 
And the writer of Hebrews is saying certain periods of time were created, they were formed, they were put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. Now that's, the, the word there is not logos, which is the written word, it's the word rhema. That means a spoken word. That means God spoke his word to people at a particular time in their life. And when that word came into their life, it affected them in such a way that it created and it formed and it fashioned and it put together things that were needed and necessary in the days in which they lived. And so I want to encourage you today to allow God's word to become real and alive and personal to you today. God has a personal his logos word is for all of us it's how we learn his character and we build faith into our hearts but then God has a word that he wants to speak into your heart today that's why as you read his word and as you pray the spirit of God will speak a word into your heart giving you wisdom giving you direction showing where his goodness wants to be demonstrated where his wisdom wants to come forth or where his power needs to begin to work in your life because we understand and we we have enduring confidence in what? His wisdom, his goodness, and his power. It says that the certain periods of time were framed, created. They were put in order. And it's our prayer that today, God's word, as it continues to come into your life, as it finds home in your heart, as it's renewing your mind, that it's beginning to create, it's beginning to fashion, it's beginning to form, it's bringing order into your life to protect you and to equip you for the things that need to happen in your home, family, life, and purpose. Believed by you, received by you, and declared by you to bring these things to pass in your life, we understand that the world, certain periods of time were put in order and the intention of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God was brought to pass in people's life because they received a word. Receive a word today. Receive a word this week. Sweetheart, come on up. Receive a word this week. Every time you watch, allow God's word to come to you and that word will invade your heart. It will invade your life and fashion and form and bring together and equip you for the intended use and purpose that God has a plan for your life. And his goodness and his power and his wisdom will be seen on your behalf. Amen. What a beautiful, powerful word. I told him earlier this morning, I said, honey, when the anointing is there, just, just take it. It's, it's just so beautiful. And um, be ready to come back up. Yes, by faith, by faith, by faith, we, we stand, we, we live in Christ, we receive Christ, we walk in Christ by faith. The righteous live by faith. We live by faith in him. We live by faith not by the old covenant law. We live by faith in Christ. Beautiful word. There are only two times in scripture where Jesus ever marveled. Once at the unbelief of the people in Mark 6, where he could only heal a few people. He marveled at their unbelief. And once at the Roman centurion, that he marveled at his great faith. So we want to make God marvel, hallelujah. And if we are weak in our faith, 
He might say, come on, rise up. And we rise up as we are in the word, hearing the word, that your faith would increase, ever increasing faith. And as Pastor Paul said, if any time we need to stand on the word and have faith, it is now, amen? So I'll pick up from where Pastor Paul left off in Hebrews, starting in verse four. And I'm gonna read just first before I go back and, and share my thoughts on this. We'll start with, with verse four and just continue. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, the which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it being dead, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Without faith, verse six, says, is it impossible to please him? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive an inheritance. Verse nine, by faith he dwelt in a land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same prom promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And verse 11, by faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, being they were so old already, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand, which is by the seashore. By faith, by faith, by faith we stand. By faith we are made righteous. By faith in Christ, our very salvation is received. The gift of righteousness is given. By faith we understand. How beautiful. Well, let's go back in verse four. By faith, Abel offered. Faith is an offering. What we did this morning, we offered to God our worship and our praise, our time. And that offering is done by faith. By faith, Abel offered to God. And what made it a more excellent offering than Cain was, it says right in the beginning, it was by faith. There's lots of debate whether it was a bloodless offering versus his brother's offering. And that, but no, God received Abel's offering because it was by faith. 
Anything you do by faith, God is pleased with you. God is pleased when we praise him and say, Father, I believe. And the beauty of this offering that's done by faith, this sacrifice, it says that this gift that was offered still speaks. You know, what you do by faith outlives your life and still speaks. You might be in the grave or your body, but what you sacrificed unto what you did by faith continues. And you think, well, how can I do anything by faith while in quarantine? I worship by faith. I praise by faith. I speak and declare. And that's just in my bedroom or in my house. How much more can we do when we're out and about? But all things are by faith, not works. This is the overflow of loving God, not trying to earn his love. So these are, this is different. The faith life is a joyful life. Not one trying to say, okay, good, I can check. I please God five times today and whew, I know he'll, he'll hear me, answer me because, because I'm doing. No, he'll hear you answer because you're believing. A life of faith offers to God a sacrifice. And the main sacrifice is you, as Romans 12 says. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. And you do that by faith. By faith, Enoch, verse 5, was taken away. Now, this one trips me out. <laughs> I don't know if we can have enough faith that God just snatches us. Maybe that's, maybe that's the corporate rapture. I don't know. But it says here that by faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. He was taken, and it tells you the the key here, he was taken because he pleased God. Well, what do we do with that verse? Well, I know not God's not going to just snatch me and just take me to, to heaven right now, my own personal rapture and just go, but he'll take me places when I please him. What's the metaphor there? What can I grab from that? That, yes, the miracle of it, the prophetic of Enoch, yes, the, the mystery of that. What I know is, I please God, he will take me somewhere. He takes us places of joy. He takes us places of visions and dreams and love, deeper love for him. Faith takes us to another place. It takes us to hope and victory. When you please God, God smiles. He says, I'm going to, maybe not like Enoch, literally, but metaphorically, I'm going to take you, shoddy, and do some stuff here. Hallelujah. Verse 6, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. We all knew that. Because it says here, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. And how do you believe that he is? This is a work of the Spirit. This is a work of the Holy Spirit. Every one of us, God is speaking to, compelling us to first come to him. And once we have come to him, to grow in him and to continue to follow him. By faith, Noah. You know, I got to go back to that. Verse 6. So we come to God. We follow God. We believe. And then it says, for all you who think we should never talk about prosperity or God's blessings or, you know, I know things can get out of hand and people can take a message and, and extract it from humility. and But 
but it doesn't change the fact that God wants you blessed. You know, we can preach things in balance without just throwing it away completely. The word prosperity is not a bad word. Some people have used it wrongly, yes, but I want everyone listening to be blessed. I want you to be blessed in your body, in your emotions. I want what you're praying for, as Pastor Paul said, as long as it aligns with the word. I want your family blessed. I want you to be able to afford what you need in life with joy. And it says here, who, you, when you come to God, you must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. I'm not, a, I'm not shy about that. He's a rewarder of those who casually seek him. No, we, we understand the clause there. Diligently seek him. You know, when you diligently seek God, you won't ask for crazy stuff, you know, like a, I could go on forever about that, but I won't. But you won't ask for crazy stuff. You'll ask for stuff. You'll ask for provision in the word. Provision. Oh, how beautiful that is. God wants to bless your life as you diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, by faith, Noah did something. See, all of this is what faith does. Faith does just, doesn't just sit on the couch and do nothing. Faith does something. By faith, Noah divinely warned. Okay, so God's involved in all of this. Warned of things not yet seen. Noah moved with godly fear. So faith is an offering. In verse 4, faith, when you please God, takes you somewhere. Faith diligently seeks God. By faith, I seek God, knowing that God will reward. By faith, when I'm warned, I obey. You know, when you're warned, there's an obedience in faith. God doesn't just tell Noah what's going to happen, and then he just sits there and does nothing. He moves. He, he gets up. He moves with godly fear. So faith has a godly urgency about it. Hallelujah. Faith rises up. It moves forward. Faith listens. Faith prepares. Faith, he prepared. Because he was warned by God, he prepared. I pray that everyone listening, that you will hear God and prepare for the days ahead. Prepare. I hope you have a couple cans of beans in your your pantry, prepare, you know, more than that, if you can afford, prepare. I truly believe that, yes, we do get shocked by some of the events, but if we are praying, we will not be overwhelmed by all the events because we stand in God in faith, knowing he's going to take care of us. And he is giving dreams like he gave to Noah 
not of the destruction, you will never flood the earth again, but to prepare for the days that are ahead. Prepare in prayer. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. When God warns you, rise up and heed the warnings. By faith, we heed God. By faith, Abraham obeyed, verse 8. He obeyed. You know, obedience is not a bad word. Oh, it's a beautiful thing to obey God when you hear God. He obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive. He moved out by faith. He resettled by faith. And then also what he did, he waited. He waited. You know, faith, there's a waiting. Oh, I think that part's hard. From the believing to the receiving, faith is tested. So from the believing or the hearing, maybe the warning or whatever is initiates that you must now walk in faith in this moment, this specific thing or event or not just a general faith, but maybe there's a specific happening in your life like COVID. We must stand. We must pray. We must show compassion. But as I hear God, I obey God, I walk in faith, and now I wait on God. And I wait on God by faith, believing he is moving in my life. Abraham obeyed. By faith, verse 9, he dwelt in the land of promise. By faith, you dwell in the land of promise. You know, I, the word of God is the land of promise. And I dwell there. And I dwell there by faith. Now, if you're not patient and know how to seek God and wait on God, you can be discouraged thinking, what is this? I pray and I didn't see an answer. As you continue in Hebrews 11, many died believing for the promise. And you can die by faith also. You live by faith, you wait by faith, you hope by faith, and you die by faith. And in that time of our life, there's many victories. But in this sense, he was waiting for a land of promise, a literal land of promise. And God takes us faith by faith, step by step. And he waited. Verse 9, you need to circle that in your Bible in verse 9 or verse 10. For he waited for the city. He waited. He moved first. He left Ur, went to another place, Iran, and then he waited. And then God moved him again. And you still wait. And every step is a, is a journey of faith. Hallelujah. In verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself, by faith, she received. Now, look at this. By faith, Sarah received. She received strength to conceive. Wow. 
And she bore a child when she was past age. So faith by faith, faith is a receiving. Faith is a believing. Faith is a waiting. Faith is a sacrifice. It's an offering. Faith is pleasing God that he takes me somewhere. By faith. And she, I love this part here in verse 11. She bore a child when she was past the age because why are you experiencing the promises in your life? Why are they being born in your life, the goodness being seen? Because you judge him who promised as faithful. And that takes you right back to humility all over again, that everything I have in my life that's a blessing in my life is from God. And he showers us with blessings. That does not say just because he showers us with blessings, we don't have time of waiting. And in the waiting, we wonder what is going on, but yet we still believe. It doesn't mean you didn't have tears while you're waiting. We wait and we trust. And as Pastor Paul said, and we pray, and our prayers are connected to rejoicing just like our faith, it's all connected with praising him and believing him. And because, there's a because here. She had the child, she received strength. I hope today by faith you receive strength to conceive, to conceive the promises God has spoken. And it says the strength to conceive the seed. What's the seed for your life that you, you need? The seed of hope, the seed of gratitude, and the seeds of the eternal promises that will be put in your spirit by the Holy Spirit as the word hovers over you. It's, it's a Holy Ghost type of analogy of when the angel visited Mary, and so the word hovers over us. So we conceive the seed of the word, the seed of the promise, and we give birth with joy of what God has promised. Amen? Because I judge him faithful who promised. Therefore, from one man who was very, very old, Many children came forth. A nation came forth. Let me go to Romans 4.16, and I'll, I'll end with this because it has to do with, with Sarah and Abraham. Romans 4.16. This is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring not only to the adherent of the law, but those, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He said that to Abraham when he did not have the promised child. And he speaks to you of the promises he wants to fill your life with in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. 
That's our God. He calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hallelujah. In hope, verse 18, he believed against hope. Have you ever had to believe in hope against hope? You still believed that he should become the father of many nations. So shall your offspring be, in verse 19. And he did not weaken in faith. I pray you do not weaken in faith, but you grow strong in faith. When he considered his own body, which is, was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, and when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb, verse 20, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in faith and he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. God is able to do what he has promised. And for that we rejoice that he is able to do what he has promised to give you peace, to give you comfort, and all that comes by the Holy Ghost. The promises of God are yes and amen. So I encourage you to diligently seek God. And by faith, you rise up. By faith, you give praise. By faith, you walk and seek God and praise Him. God bless you. Pastor Paul's gonna come up one more time. It's always a joy to share the Word of God with you because I know you have grown today by hearing the precious word of God. Amen. That was so good. Sitting there listening to that, thinking I don't even know why I needed to start off. I should have just given her the whole message. Hebrews chapter 11 is a list of men and women from one generation. If you'll notice, it begins with... Uh, Abel, in verse four, Abel. Well, Abel was the, uh, that's real close to the very, very beginning. That was the son of Adam, who was the first man. So Hebrews chapter 11 is going back and chronologically listing from one generation to the next, men and women whose lives were defined by their faith. And this is what we're wanting to communicate with you today, that in our generation, allow our lives to be defined by our faith, not our fears, not our circumstances. From one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. But we know that the world's certain periods of time, this is our period of time allow God's word to come in and fashion and frame and put together put in order what's needed and necessary for the intended purposes of your life as the shoddy was going through and going one by one with these different people that when she ended with with Sarah she's in her late 90s still waiting for the promise most of you ladies in your 90s are going to go, never mind, 
I don't want the promise anymore. I don't want to get pregnant when I'm 90. <laughs> I want to encourage you, whatever situation you're in, you're not too old, too tired, too disappointed, and it's not too late to receive the seed of the promise to give birth to everything God has promised for your life. Allow God's Word to define the present period in which you live with His salvation, that we have a trust and enduring confidence in His power, in His wisdom, and His goodness, regardless of what we see, but believing and trusting in Him that the present situations we see, they're temporary. They're subject to change. Because my faith in this word and in my prayers, the de declaration of my words tells me that his promise is real. It's mine. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to celebrate it. I may not see it yet, but that doesn't mean it's not true. I really, my heart was really touched as Shadi was talking about Sarah. It's not too late. You're not too old. You're not too tired. Father, I thank you for your word alive in every person's heart and every person's situation and circumstance. It causes their hope to be vibrant and alive. Their faith in you, their trust in you, bringing to pass in their lives everything needed and necessary for peace and joy to be stable spirit soul and body your living word causing a living faith to flourish and abound in their hearts their homes and their families in jesus name amen Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.